a Radio 191 FM podcast. Tuesday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. On Morena. Hi, Jamie, uh, and kia ora koutou. And on today's political roundup, we'll be looking at general responses to the budget. So yesterday, we focused on the business community's um, responses to the budget. And I stated that the business community were generally positive, cautiously positive, towards the um, government's uh, economic policies. Now, um, many supporters of the government have held out great hope for the well-being budget. The hype surrounding its release uh, presented this document as transformative, radical and groundbreaking. The philosophical conception behind the budget is based on producing a fairer society where people are at the heart of economic planning. So what has been the response from various groups and organisations that would be generally favourable to a left-wing progressive government? Now, looking at the trade union movement, first of all, uh, the trade union movement traditionally rallies behind Labour-led governments. Uh, So what has been their take on the 2019 budget? The Council of Trade Unions, or CTU, has welcomed the wellbeing budget as a good start, and the CTU is the umbrella organisation and national centre for most of New Zealand's various workers' unions. CTU head Richard Wagstaff has said that the 2019 budget takes the first step towards a people-focused future. However, despite the CTU's praise for the government, the trade union organisation has also indicated its concerns over the Labour Party's general approach to economic management. Cautious criticisms have been made by the CTU of the government's rigid adherence to orthodox economics. The CTU essentially has hinted that it wants Labour to drop its budget responsibility rules. Now, these self-imposed rules severely restrict the government in terms of overall spending, taxation gathering, and also force the government to prioritise debt repayment. So, despite the progressive rhetoric behind Finance Minister Grant Robertson's well-being budget, it can be argued that the government is still sticking to a generally right of centre and orthodox approach to economic planning. And what about responses to the government's policies aimed at reducing poverty and inequality? Auckland Action Against Poverty have expressed disappointment with the wellbeing budget. The organisation has said that the government has failed to deliver for beneficiaries and public housing. The Auckland Action Against Poverty group is led by veteran left-winger Sue Bradford, and Bradford was a former Green Party MP. In terms of education funding, organisations representing teachers as well as tertiary students have also expressed some disappointment. The Post-Primary Teachers Organisation, or PPTA, has stated they wish the government had been braver in its funding for education. And the New Zealand University Students Association, or NZUSA, has stated that students have been let down by this budget. The Student Association expressed particular disappointment at the government's failure to commit commit to restoring the postgraduate student allowance as it promised in the elections. 
Also, NZUSA had stated their disapproval that the age discrimination on loans and allowances have not been removed. The Student Association did give the government some praise for a $1.9 billion boost of mental health services and the removal of voluntary donations for schools with deciles 1 to 7. Now, the government will be concerned, if not even a bit pissed off, with these responses to their wellbeing budget, especially if these responses have come from groups and organisations that you would expect to be supportive of a Labour-led government. Finance Minister Grant Robinson has said that this budget needs to be seen as a first step towards producing a fairer society, and certainly no government can, can transform it in the economy or society overnight. However, discontent is growing throughout society as seen with a sharp rise in union industrial action as well as with the rise of a new activist student movement. Therefore, the government needs to go beyond its own well-being rhetoric if it is to placate these protesting voices. And that's your roundup for today. Thank you so much for that, John. That's okay. Good to hear you again. It's good to yeah, be back. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll, we'll hear each other's voices again uh, tomorrow morning. Yes. And I hope you're looking like an adult. Um, I, I'm just dressed in black as I am every other day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. All right. See ya. It's past- that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.